Hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all the latest news and ramble about the world of electric cars from the team at electrifying.com. Today we are talking the Geneva Motor Show, the all new, all electric, very exciting Renault 5. And we have some sad news about how the mighty leaf has finally fallen. Tom is particularly heartbroken about this. Um, plus, of course, we'll be answering your car buying, buying even conundrums and delving into the weekly post bag. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Ginny. And I'm Tom. Just the two of us, Ginny. Just the just two of us. One of those. Um, yeah, the others are all off doing more exciting things. So it's it's been left to us to, to man the podcast this week. And I think we should kick off with the sad news that we actually broke along with the Sunderland Echo, that the Leaf, the Nissan Leaf, which has been built, of course, for many years at Nissan's plant in Sunderland, is going out of production for a while. And you're particularly heartbroken about that, aren't you? I am. Yeah, well, I've I've had Leafs for 11 years and the current one we've had for eight years. So uh, it, it feels like a, a part of the family's Finally shuffled off the production line, um, and they've made two hundred and seventy thousand of them up in Sunderland. Uh, and it was a big revolutionary car, but it's kind of been left to to wither a bit, hasn't it? It's, uh, I mean, if you if you look at the the middle of a leaf, the doors are the same as that car which was launched in in twenty eleven. And you know, we we complain about electric cars being two years old, feeling out of date. So I can see why it's happened. It's, and it's not even the doors. I mean, I had a, a little chat with um, another good friend of ours who is also will be very sad and is very sad by this news, Andy Palmer, who was the chief operating officer at Nissan and really pushed through the Leaf getting into production. Um, he's often referred to in the media as the godfather of electric cars, which, if you know Andy, is quite funny because he's the least kind of mafioso-like godfather figure you could imagine. <laughs> um, but he was indeed, you know, he was so, you know, int- intrinsic in getting that car made. And his point was it's a very old platform as well. You know, that stuff mm. that goes under the cars, it's 13 years now, you know. You'd think, mm. what, seven years, really, for the life of a platform, maybe a bit longer. So it's, it's, a, and it, it's quite sad, but, you know, I think we've got to celebrate the leaf because we were looking at some figures last night when we were tapping out the story, weren't we? And we figured out that actually, you know, it's it's a couple of billion tonnes of, of CO2 have not been put into the atmosphere because of the Nissan Leaf. Um, so it's a bit of an electric superhero. It's a bit more Clark Kent rather than, you know, Superman's mm. Tesla. But it's it's got so many people into electric for the first time. And it will be back, won't it, in, in 2026? Yeah, 2026 is a new car, and uh, Sunderland, the the big factory, is having a three billion pound refit to to have three cars. So there'll be the the Leaf, and then there'll be a replacement for the Qashqai and the Duke. So it's not all bad news. It'd just have been nice if they had a new Leaf ready for when the old one was ready to be killed off, I suppose. And that should have been maybe two years ago. And I wonder why. I I don't really understand. It's very unusual for a car to go out of production mid-range like this and have a gap but then come back, isn't it? So I don't quite understand why, as you say, there wasn't one ready unless it it is to do with factory. You know, the factory needs this upgrade. I've no idea. But it it is a shame. Um, and, Mm. And, yeah, I'm sure you've been... You know, going out and giving your own leaf a little hug. <laughs> yes, I haven't told it yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, it'd be interesting though to try. You know, I'm sure the leaf is was for so many of us was the first electric car that we drove. Um, I think for me it was it was the first. 
Um, the second was the Kia Soul, actually, when that first went electric. So I'd love to hear in the comments this week. And please, if you want to, you can comment if you're listening on YouTube and watching on YouTube. You can comment on YouTube if you're listening um, on one of your um, on your pod, on one of your po podcast platforms. Then you can drop us an email info at electrifying.com. But we would love to know what's the leaf your first electric car or your first experience of an electric car. Let's share some happy stories about the leaf. <laughs> and we actually have a lovely video, don't we? We have a video called Leaf Street, which oh, yes. you should yeah, check out on our YouTube channel that <laughs> Nicola did. And this is a video we actually made with Nissan, but it was a genuine story of how, Tom, you, you just introduced the Nissan Leaf to your street. And literally, mm. the, you are a village full of leaf drivers now, aren't you? Yeah, so I got the car and people would ask you about it and say, oh, it's one of those electric cars, how does that work? And you go, well, it works like this and it costs very little to run and we use it for this. And they'd go, oh, oh, well, maybe it would work for me. And they'd have a look around your car and then one would buy one and then the next person would say, come along to that person and say, oh, how does it work for you? And you'd end up selling loads of electric cars. And in, in those days, it was really only a leaf. I mean, now the word has spread throughout our village and my next door neighbor has two electric cars. So just purely because they've gone, Oh, that works. And they've had one, then they've had another. And it's, um, it happens. I don't know if it happens everywhere else too, but uh, yeah, in my village, there are lots of electric cars now. So much show. We did make a video entitled Leaf Street. And that's, I mean, that's another thing we'd love to hear about. Do let us know if you've actually, are you spreading the word about electric cars on your street in your, in your neighbourhood? Have you ended up with your neighbours getting the same electric cars as you or getting into electric because you've perhaps given them the confidence? Yeah, let us know about that too. That would be an interesting one to find out. So it's it's been a busy week. You, you went to Geneva, which, yeah. which from what you're saying is not the Geneva Motor Show we all remember it to be. No, well, I went in there slightly sort of sceptical because uh, the show's come back after. They, they cancelled it during COVID with two days' notice, and mm -hmm. that upset everybody, all the, the exhibitors there. And I think car makers were starting to pull away from motor shows, thinking they were a, an outdated concept. Um, and it's the first time it's come back, and it's obviously been a little bit of a struggle for the organisers because normally you have all these halls which are packed to the rafters with all the exotic car manufacturers, all the normal ones. And then there's other halls full of car washes and socket sets and things. Um, and this year we walked in, there's one hall. And yeah. it wasn't I thought, oh, there's another hall, was it? It wasn't no, the full no. hall. It used to be an upstairs to the main hall and, and that wasn't there. It was just the, the like half a yeah. hall, really. Well, there, there was the one hall where there were things like coffee shops and, you know, there's the middle of it normally where you'd find like a – you know, Aston Martin or something, there was an ambulance conversion company and, you know, the sort of universities doing a solar car or something. And that all well, that's a bit like, oh, you're just filling space here. Upstairs was there, but it was classic cars. So it was just they'd emptied out a museum. Now, I did think, well, this is no good to me because I'm not going to get a story looking at a Bugatti Royale or a, a, a Talbot a Matra Rancho. But I think if you're actually a member of the public, that might have some value. So... As it was, I had a, a, a look around, did all the press conferences, chatted to a few people, and then, unlike normally where you run out of time, I was like, oh, well, actually, I'll go up and have a look at the old cars. And I came away thinking it was slightly better than I thought it would be. It was a, a shadow okay. of its former self, but it still had something to offer, I think. Whether it will be back next year, I don't know. 
who knows who knows but the the big star of that show and actually the car that i can finally talk about because i've been away twice to see it is the renault 5 e-tech the icon yeah. is back yeah and, and renault had taken off like uh taken over half the the entire yeah. hall with the renault 5 there was lots of space filling but yeah it's a nice car isn't it it's uh, it really it, does look like a concept car it's uh it's amazing Honestly, that they've managed to to get it to translate onto a production. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I saw this about three weeks ago for the first time, and I was very fortunate that Renault invited us into that design studios in Paris to have a look at it and to meet the design team and to chat to the designers and also to chat to the clay modelers. And it was just the most mind-blowing experience for me because that's the side of the car industry that I really love. I've always been really interested in the whole the, the design process. And just to chat to them about what happened with this car was really fascinating. So we have a video, of course, um, over at electrifying.com, we have a full review. But it was such an interesting story, this, because Luca De Mayo came in as like the new boss of Renault. And what happens is you have these sort of meetings like, you know, every sort of quarter or something with the big, big boss and the design team will get all the cars that they're, you know, they have these design reviews and they'll get the cars they're working on and any ideas and he'll sort of have a look and yes and no and I like that and you no, know, not so much that one. And it was a really last minute decision to put this mock-up which is what they called it they said it was a design mock-up of an idea that they'd worked on a while ago of what the Renault 5 could look like if it came back um, and it was just sort of languishing in a corner of the design studio and somebody at the last minute just said oh come on let's just let's just put this in let's just include it and that was the one car that he really latched onto and really got him excited. And he said, go away and make it. So we've got um, imagery and, and access to that mock-up. And that's in the video as well, if you want to see that. And it was very interesting seeing the design mock-up. He get, then gave them six months only to work on the concept car, which they did. And that is quick going in, in automotive terms. And then they brought that concept car out and actually seeing that process of the, that car, then the concept car, then the production car, which they did three years later, seeing the three together, as you just said, Tom, it really does look pretty close to that concept car mm -hmm. and pretty close to that initial design mock-up, which is really unusual. I'm sure you agree that there are so many times that I've loved a concept and gone to see the production car and you're a bit like, Oh, okay. Mm. It's not mm. quite the same. And I think what Renault has done with this is incredibly clever. Um, and not just in terms of how it looks, but some of the stuff on this car is super smart. The fact that you're going to get vehicle to load, which allows you, of course, to use your car, you know, to charge things, which sounds like a gimmick, but is actually really useful. Um, you know, you can charge your, your e-bike or a vacuum if you want to get, you know, when you're cleaning your car out. I, when we had power cuts here, famously made my son go and sit into a car that had vehicle to load <laughs> and do his homework in the car when his laptop died. Mm -hmm. So it's that, but also vehicle to grid, which is where we're going in the future, isn't it, Tom, with using our cars to help balance the grid, to help use it as battery storage, to be able to, you know, draw energy from the grid at mm -hmm. off-peak feed it back either into a battery that you can use yourself for your home energy or even into the grid at higher times and make money from it. So there's some really clever yeah. technology on that. Um, I could talk about, sorry, go on. You, what do you, I mean, you've seen it as well yeah. now. Yeah, I know you yeah, loved well, it as I, much I've, as 
I, I think what amazed me really were the details on it. And you can imagine that they'd have to have, the designers would have to have fought to get those details in because they all cost money. So like the rear lights, which hark back to the turbos and, and still do something aerodynamic now, that big five on the bonnet, which shows you how full the battery is, the big wheels, so 18-inch wheels are standard. Yeah, those sorts of things. Oh, and the interior, of course, you know, that, that dashboard, which looks like the classic one. Um, so it, those sorts of things I was really impressed with that they, they've just managed yeah. to have gotten through to the production car on something which is going to be yeah, reasonably cheap, isn't it? 25 grand, yeah. you reckon? So it's, 25 uh, grand. Yeah. I, am, I am reasonably informed. They've not confirmed pricing yet, but I am reasonably informed that it will be 25,000. And we're not taking the entry level spec in the UK. So we'll be getting mid range. That will be for a good, well spec car. And all of those nice things like the vehicle to low, vehicle to grid are standard across the range. That battery monitor, I think, is one of the best pieces of design I have seen in years and years and years. And it shows that functional design, you know, something that's practical can still look great. So if you haven't seen it, do head over and have a look at the video and, and the pictures on the site. And Manos hopefully um, will drop some images in here. But it's a it, it's sort of reminiscent of the old grill that was on the front of the Renault 5 but it's reinterpreted so it is a an illuminated panel it's a five that is sort of lights up in like um, long sort of grill sections and the, the light goes out as you lose battery so you're able to just take a glance and look at it and you think if you've got one panel lit you've got 20 percent of your battery left it's just really clever little things mm. like that I think it's the first time we've mm. seen that on a car and uh, then if you start to the delve Go on, sorry. The, the only it? tiny thing that I was disappointed with, and it was something that I think will affect it in the showroom, is that the, the interior is amazing, that the seats look great quality, but the door panels on the inside I thought were a bit disappointing, like they'd, they'd run out of money or they'd forgotten that they had yeah. to do those as well. So, you know, like on the new Mini, you've got fabric on there and it all kind of yeah. fits in. It's like the door panels have been designed by somebody else and the slightly yeah, cheap, I mean you know, scratchy plastic. But it wouldn't. I they have they will have had to cut some costs somewhere mm. because goodness me, they have spent on that car. They mm. really have. Mm. And I do like mm. you say, it's got those eighteen-inch wheels, and I love the confidence that they just say you're only getting eighteen inches because that's what we think they look best in. That there are no other options. Mm. But also, Crazy. I guess you know it's it, it's. Did you have a poke around for some of the Easter eggs? Because there's loads of little Easter eggs in it that you can find. So in in the the uh, rear po the rear pocket on the back of the, the the driver and the passenger seat where you can shove your books or whatever or your snacks if you mm. go inside there's a little label that you can you have to look in and you have to pull it up and it's just got a series of, of Renault fives over the eras just just on it it's really lovely touches I mean nice. that car has gone down incredibly well on our social channels hasn't it this week as well so. yeah yeah I think everybody else loves it as as much as we do I know, and and it's and it is nice, genuinely nice to feel excited about a car that is relatively inexpensive. You know, it's not; it's a very expensive. It's a twenty-five thousand pound new car, but I think in a world where so often the cars that you get excited about are the, you know, perhaps the more mm. luxury ones, the more premium ones, it just feels like you're getting a lot for your money with this, which is is really nice. I think to see in an electric car. Yeah, can I tell you about another cheap or? cheaper electric car that I saw there that impressed I me more than I thought it would. I would love to um, hear about it. It's a car called the Silence S04. Now, Silence have made electric scooters for a while, and some of them have been mm -hmm. badged as Seats. Um, yeah. And they've made a little car, and it's been 
brought to the UK. Right. You can now buy one here. And I think it's going to be about fifteen, sixteen thousand pounds 16,000 um, pounds. And it's kind of, I suppose it's like a posher Ami, if you like. So it, I don't think it looks as funky as the Ami, but it's narrower than an Ami, amazingly, yeah. uh, and shorter. Um, and you sit uh, one seat further back than the other, a bit like kind of uh, two thirds of a um, McLaren F1, I suppose, uh, to give you extra elbow room. Um, it does 93 miles on the charge and it will do 50 miles an hour, which I think is the main problem with a, uh, an AMI is that you only get 40 something miles and you could only do 28 miles an hour. So this is kind of more usable. Yeah. Um, but the really clever thing is it has two battery packs, which look like kind of big electric motors or big metal boxes, like a cool box, I suppose. And they're on wheels and the wheels, you can take them out of the car and you can use them as a battery pack at home. So if you've got a power cut, you can use it there. But you can also bring them indoors to charge should you want to. But the really clever bit is that you can swap them. So in Spain, because the car's made in Spain, designed in Spain, they have uh, 100 swap stations and they're going to have 200 by the end of this year. And they do 5,000 battery swaps a month because they're the same ones that are used on their scooters. And it takes 30 seconds to change the battery. So, you know, you could do both in less than a minute and then you get another 90 miles and you buy the car, lease the battery. And it just seems so sensible and clever. I mean, some of these cars, people look at it and laugh and say it looks like a you know, mobility scooter or something. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, do you know, that could work really well if you lived in a in an apartment block or something, how do I charge my electric car? You don't bother. You take the battery in at night and charge it and put it back in yeah. again in the morning. And it was really if easy to do. It's a smart idea if you're in the centre of town, but I think it hinges, doesn't it, on having those battery swap stations yeah. as always. However, if it split, as you say, and they that makes them, I don't know how heavy they are, you, you also mm. then have an option of bringing your battery inside, charging it up in your third floor flat mm. on a three, don't you, presumably? Yeah. Exactly. And if there's a power cut, then you can use it for, for that. And you can charge it overnight on the, the cheap rate and everything else. Yeah, it just seemed very clever. And I think I know having uh, rechargeable batteries that you can uh, swap over is uh, in China and in India is is now the big new thing. So outside uh, sort of convenience stores, you have these banks a bit like mm-hmm. those kind of Amazon uh, uh, locker things. And you just plug them in. You just go, put another one in. I just kind of think we're so crap at stuff like that in this country, aren't we, and in Europe? You know, like, I just yeah. look at the, from the Zoe and the confusion and how everybody got very and didn't just didn't like the fact that they didn't own it all. I think we mm. have a different attitude to owning things here. And I just I just don't, I, I just can never imagine, like, I just think, well, it'd be really handy for where I live. I can't imagine that kind of place ever popping up in my town centre. Maybe no, I'd well, do I think it, they'd be. Be in fuel stations, wouldn't they, or, or your local convenience store? I don't know. Maybe they've just got one that does three in your local convenience store. Fuel stations have yeah. ten or something. I don't know. I, I think it's a brilliant it idea. But, but mm. They'd have to. I think like getting a deal with someone like a, a Tesco, where mm. you know, or an Aldi, where all in those places where there's normally one on the edge of most towns, and they've got space. If you knew that. That's how I think that will work. Is if mm. you can, it's somewhere that's really easy for you to go to. You're probably going to pop there anyway. So I think it's yeah. all about how they roll it out. But we're going to drive that car, aren't we? We're going to go and have a look at it and put a video. Yeah, we're going to go and ha- have a poke around it. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, at the other end of the scale in Geneva was yeah. perhaps the silliest car I've ever seen. 
and it's another car we're going to drive soon, isn't it? It's uh, it, it's just the sort yeah. of thing that it, the, the the figures that they were coming out in this press conference. I'm like, this car is is science fiction. It's something that's been dreamed up by a eight year old boy. It was unbelievable. So, it's the Yang Wang U8. It's massive. Yeah, it's massive. I mean, it looks a bit like a slightly bloated Land Rover Defender, the latest Land Rover Defender, not the classic one, um, yeah. with some crazy like styling things on it, big lights on the front and a huge silly grill. Um, but it has 1,100 horsepower. So, I know. Uh, I know, it's insane. I mean, I, I, it's like 11 times what my Leaf has. It's not only that, it does tank turns. And yeah, so the, the, it can float for thirty minutes on water in the event of a flood. Yeah, or an emergency. Or they river. say so. If you emergency. if you see if you see somebody who needs rescuing, you can use it as an amphibious, amphibious car, and it will float for thirty minutes. But they don't recommend it. I mean, I've seen a video of it. It's, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, it's got four <laughs> motors, so one motor in each wheel, so mm-hmm. you can turn them in different directions so a bit like a, a tank or a, you know you see those little diggers where they just you do one one way and one the other and it just does that i mean what that does to your wheel bearings and your tires i don't know you don't want to do it on a slippery surface but yeah then you can do that then you can do three naught to 60 in 3.9 seconds um it's insane I, it's insane um yeah. i think the problem they'll have that they, they the gauging reaction again to it coming to the uk the problem they have is it weighs 3.4 tons before anybody gets in it so yeah. if I got in it, I'd have to have a special license to drive like a HGV license because it would be too heavy. Not going to work then, is it? No. Yeah. That, surely they must have exemptions for that though, because they are seriously thinking oh, about knows. bringing it to the UK. So yeah. there'll be there will be way there'll be ways around that. But that is another car that I would say is going to come to the UK because we've been invited to go and have a look at it. So we're going to have a good look around it. We're going to be able to, I can't figure out whether we're actually going to have a passenger drive of it or actually drive it, but that's all coming in a few weeks. So if you aren't already, do subscribe to the YouTube channel because we've got some really interesting stuff coming over the next uh, few months, haven't we, in terms of of videos and what we've got access to. Some really fun stuff coming. Um, I am conscious that this podcast is called The Kilowatt Half Hour. We're now at twenty odd minutes, I think, maybe. So, shall I, shall I uh, find our? Um, let me just see if I can find a poll out some of our car buying conundrums and mm-hmm. some of the, uh, the questions that we've had sent to us over the past week. Should we kick off with car buying question? You are yeah, our market. Guru. You're the market guru. You've got any questions on what electric car you should buy, whether that's new or whether you're in the market for something secondhand. Tom is officially, we've renamed him, he is a car buying guru and he would be more than happy to answer them. So we've, we've got um, a, a question that, that came in, but it, it's anonymous. So I don't know who sent this in. Um, I don't know why we don't have a name, but we don't have a name. So our mystery, mystery shopper has got to the point in life where they need to put some money away for the future. Yeah, I think I'm also at that point. Did I write this? God, maybe I wrote it. <laughs> so the, the next EV um, I buy needs to be bulletproof. It's got to last me for a maximum of eight years, maybe 10. Be reliable. Minimum degra- Minimal degradation of the battery. Currently have a Megane E-Tech. Like the look of the Renault Scenic E-Tech. Concerned a bit about the reliability of Renaults. Don't, you know, don't think necessarily mm-hmm. that's 
perhaps something now with these new new their new cars you need to be worried about was looking at the volvo ax30 looked at a smart x1 but the stupid fox on the entertainment system would irritate me and yes it irritates me too mystery shopper any other suggestions the only must has got to be no more than forty-five thousand pounds needs 22 kilowatt ac charging as i can't charge at home so the 22 comes in very handy thank you in advance of your help i'm now hooked on the kilowatt half hour thank you so much mystery shopper um right go on what do you reckon well i think that the the point there that's slightly oiked me is the, the 22 kilowatt part because there aren't that many cars that have that certainly as standard or even available um the one that springs to mind is in this area because that had 22 kilowatt and I'd used it all the time when we had an area. Um, and I think that would be a nice car and it should be reliable. If that's not such a big uh, problem, then I would say Hyundai Ionic 5, Kia EV6 or E-Nero if he wants to go a bit cheaper. I mean, that's long warranties, lots of tech. I just feel like, I just feel like those are looking a bit dated mm. now. And when you Ionic think... Ionic 5 doesn't, does it? Do you think? Nero. I mean, does, I don't. But... I don't love the Ionic Five personally. I like it. Mm. I think it's a very good car. It's a bit too much going on with that car for me. I would actually be looking at the Volvo EX30. Um, mm. I mean, Volvo's. <laughs> the question is, I understand Volvo's last a long time, do they? Well, they they do last a long time typically. Um, I just, I, I really like that car. I think perhaps wait six months or so before you, you buy one, because I think there are a few glitches with the software on some of these early cars. So I think you're probably best to just give that a bit of time to bed in would be our thoughts on that. The other one that I think is really interesting that might, and I mean, and again, I don't know how big you need this car to be, but if you're not looking to buy immediately, I, I've been, I've been in a, a Kia EV9 at the moment and you've driven that as well and mm. i think that is a fantastic car I, I i'll tell you what actually the efficiency on it do you remember nicola did that range test in the mm. arctic and it came mm. out really well i've been using it and i'm getting really close to the claim range and it's pretty cold and miserable at the moment i think it's a cracking car for so many reasons however it is not within your budget but there is an a baby version of that coming out soon so there's a first look video that we did of that on the uh, the kia ev3 now that we are going to be seeing the production version of that this year and it will be going on sale in the uk in the not too distant future although i'm not sure if that's going to have 22 kilowatt charging do you know what we'll do a bit more mm. research into this one for you and we'll come up with some more options in fact also let us know in the comments below what you would advise for mystery shopper um, so up to £45,000, got to have 22 kilowatt um, charging, needs to be, you know, something that's going to last, stand the test of time. Okay, send us mm. your suggestions. Uh, should we do some postbag? Uh, yeah, oh, th there's another deal. Can, can I do okay. one of my deals? Which, oh, well, yeah, one of them's actually gone. But um, oh. it's, it's, come from, uh, it's come from a guy called uh, Robert Smith, presumably not the one who... Uh, was it, was it the Cure front man, oh, Robert Smith? I was going to do this. I was going to, yeah, on the subject of amazing deals. Go on, yeah, Robert Smith. Yeah. So you recommended uh, looking for a deal on a, a Honda ENY1 because there seemed to be yeah. some crazy stuff about. And this guy came in, I saw it in the post bag, and I thought, this cannot be true because it just sounds silly. Uh, and it was uh, at Arnold Clark, which is a massive dealer group up in, in Scotland, and they've obviously had a batch of, of these Hondas in. Uh, 
and mm-hmm. uh, it's £249 deposit and then £249 per month. And this is a £48,000 car. And I'm like, that can't be right. So I checked it out and it was there. It was on, on their website as that deal. I checked this morning, sold out unsurprisingly it's because gone. it's the sort of deal you should have got but i had a look around again and there's uh, another dealer group marshalls who were offering them with uh, uh the total deposit contribution was 13,000 and something quid i mean <laughs> 13 wow. grand discount off a car that's insane. i mean i don't know what's going on at honda but that's a that's got to be a deal isn't it there's something going on with all the car makers called the Zev mandate. And that means that 22% of the cars they sell this year have to be electric. Some are having to work harder at that than others. And as we keep saying, the later you get into the year, I think there's going to be some really interesting deals. Just going to say hello to Nicole. That's all I've got, Nicole, which I presume is a surname. Who said, I work for Arnold Clark and currently Honda are doing a deal on the ENY1. That very deal. It's gone now. Mm. But McCall, if you have another deal that you think we should be talking about, then do let us know. So yeah, I think we'll open that up. If there's any great deals that you, you know, you come across that you want to share with the electrifying audience, again, uh, send us an email, info at electrifying.com, or you can uh, drop us a note in the comments below. Um <laughs> there's some funny things in Tom. Do you want to talk about the Cooper Bourne? The new range topping version of that that was getting you excited last week. <laughs> Rob yeah, and actually, go on. Sorry, go on. Actually, actually they've, they've talking of deals. They've just uh, lopped a couple of grand off the entry every tree level born as well. Oh, they have. <laughs> they have. Um, but um, no, that, there was a good joke. Yeah, Rob Smith has got a joke. I mean, I, honestly, it's we might need to steal this one from for you for one of our one of our headlines at some point. The top range Cooper Bourne should be called the Bourne Supremacy. <laughs> I do quite like that. And again, people just agreeing that, you know, the Bourne does look so much better than the ID3. Adam, yes, we agree with you absolutely on that one. Um, And I think on the subject of keeping cars clean. Okay. (laughs) Looking at me again. (laughs) Michael Fields, I agree entirely with Tom and Mike. Wash and polish a car to get to know it properly. Okay. I, yeah. I don't I don't share that enthusiasm for it with you. I really don't. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, like I'm with you. No, I wouldn't like it. You I could really try wouldn't. it. Just lock yourself no, an hour, I, get a bucket full of warm water and a sponge and go out and just clean a car. I mean, I have clean cars, but I just don't enjoy doing it. Jonathan Taylor, I'm with Tom on his car cleaning enjoyment. You know, my friend used to run a Mini Cooper three-door and with no interest herself in cleaning it, it would frequently turn up at our house looking dirty. The paint quality on the Mini was delightful. The dirt and grime just washed away easily. It was a delight to wash. What a lovely Mm. friend you are, Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) If only you were one of my neighbours. And Blobstrom, great name. Great half-hour, guys. Why, thank you. Can I say, I like to see cars with a bit of road grime. Yes. It shows where the dirt hotspots are. Ginny, what are you filming with today? Oh, the camera. I know, I was in a dark room. I'm so sorry. Um, I wasn't using a 20-year-old Nokia camera. I was actually using a MacBook Pro, but the room was quite dark as this one is. So it's blame it on the MacBook. It is four years old, but even so, no excuse. Um, right then. So I think, I think we've... That's I think kind of the end of the bottom of the post bag, isn't it? We've reached the bottom of the post bag. We've crashed the kilowatt half hour once again. We're almost there. Um, what are you going to be up to next week, Tom? Anything exciting? 
No, I think it's, I'm going to be driving a desk next week. I think it's going to be quite quiet. Driving a desk. Okay. Well, I don't know what mm. I'm going to be doing next week. I think actually I'm I'm going to be sort of driving a desk quite a lot of the time last week. I've been around everywhere. Been off to look at a new uh, Audi this week. That was quite fun. Um, and next week, yes. Oh, no, you're not. You. Uh, oh, no, it's the week after you're going to be looking at that crazy car, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Huang mm-hmm. Huang Yang. Yang Wang. Yang Wang. But there is a, oh God, okay, that one. We'll call it the UA Mm. instead. Um, So that is the kilowatt half hour. As always, thank you for listening. Please do, um, if you're listening to this on your usual podcast platforms, please do like us um, and leave a comment because it does help with sharing the podcast. And if you aren't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, then please make sure you do that as well because that also helps us get the word out and we like to get more subscribers. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.